Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Welcome back to the Starting Five Podcast on SB Nation Grizzly Bear Blues. I am the one P Sharp. I am impractically trolling today. I think I said that right. I'm an impractical troller, so that means I'm impractically trolling. I'm A underscore Scott Late on Twitter. This is your guy, Young Trail, the corner man, still residing in the sunset is Dilla Brooks Island, still deciding if I want to vacate it or not. But what's good, everybody? Hey. If I were you, Trevor, I wouldn't vacate it now, bro. I feel like you got plenty of time. Stay there. Nobody's trying to come there right now. It's your boy. It's really shitty. Big fella, what's happening? What up, what up, what up, Trevor? You should damn near have an answer by now, but that's neither here or there. It's your man, Ed Tev Shakira, a.k.a. Tevin Durant, a.k.a. Please leave my cousin out of y'all mouth. Let him be. He is at the crib in Malibu, wherever, chilling. Let him be. Leave my cousin alone. He got a boo out there, Malibu. John Morant? Are you talking about John Morant? Okay, I no, got you. I'm talking about. I'm talking there about, you go. There you go. Leave him out of this. Leave him. It's day one of the post. It's day one of all season. And we already. You talking about the Sweet King? Right. They probably ain't started yet. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'll stop. I was like, we still in the Here season right now. <laughs> Here we are, bro. Here we uh, are. All right, man. For our listeners, y'all probably wouldn't think we had a guest today, but we have a guest. Uh, well, well, you know the vibes, <laughs> right? Like, he's a good friend of ours. Uh, he's also a Grizzlies in-house broadcaster. Uh, Jalen Wallace, man, what to do, my guy? What's going on, man? What's going on? <laughs> not much, not much, man. Too. Man, nah, well, I said Jalen know the vibes because, like, I actually saw this guy grow up. Like him and my brother were best friends, like in middle school. So man, to see you from middle school to high school, we went to your event together to now, bro. I just gotta say before we start, bro, hats off. Congratulations to everything you've been able to accomplish for real, bro. Cause hey, you know what I'm saying. And you're a fellow Carolina Panthers fan. So you know I got all the love in the world. Key but of course, he's everybody's favorite cameraman. Of course, we're gonna talk about your viral moment. But what made you want to be behind the camera? Man, honest man, I love basketball. Man, that's my favorite sport. Uh, it's just it's a it's a family sport. I was uh I was never uh, the most skilled at it, so I wasn't able to actually play it like the rest of my family. But I love watching it, so I was like, why not? You know. 
and and the babes, you want to just like I want to be able to like record people at their best, like on a basketball court. I mean, what was what was that moment to maybe like I want to be able to like record and film, you know, basketball, like because you're on the court, like you, you got to have some kind of passion for it or like where to start. Yeah, no, nah, for sure you do, cause like you gotta really know what's going on, man. Really, what just I saw the opportunity one day from a friend who went to University of Memphis with me, and he was like, hey, "If I bring you down here, you know what you're doing." I was like, "No, I don't know what I'm doing, but I can fake it, and I can fake it all the way here, and I'm still doing it." So, nah, well, obviously you're doing something good, brother. Like, you're doing something good. So it was like, what, so what's it been like? You know, what's your experience been like working with the Grizz, working on the court? Oh man, so uh, so I like to tell people all the time. Me and John Morant was a, a deal together because I started the same year he got drafted. So if I didn't if I didn't get hired, he wasn't coming. So that's how it was gonna be. But no, nah, it was uh, it's been cool, man. Uh, every game is a different experience. Every game I'm there and I'm like, these are like really the NBA players. Like this is how they do. This is this is them warming up. Like which is actually my favorite thing. Just sitting there watching them warm up. The game time is cool, but like just seeing them. And they natural habitat before the game is like that's crazy. Like they're really, they're really there. So it's it's cool though. I love it. So it's like a lot of people see people behind the camera and be like, I can do that. You know, I'm so that can be like the funnest thing. But what what do you think like makes your your job challenging? Because a lot of people would see, you know, just holding the camera, everybody got the camera nowadays. I can do this and that. But what 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 when it's time to flip that switch, what like talk about that? Man, honestly, it's it's because everything is is live, and it's real fast paced. So it's like every second something different happens. You can't predict what's gonna happen during the game. You can't predict what's gonna happen in the crowd. So everything is just fast paced. So it's like, yeah, it may be easy to just hold the camera and do this, but you got to be able to react and see things that other people wouldn't notice going on. So it's 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 a fast paced event. So that's that's the hardest part. Um, dang, okay, you just answered my question. <laughs> um, so I would guess I would say, like, or I guess I would ask, favorite moment since you've been a camera guy? Ooh. Oh, man. Can I give you two of them? That's fine. That's fine. Right, I got two, man. The, the first one I got, it's got to be a LeBron moment. I'm a LeBron fan. They, uh, I think it was like two seasons ago. He was hurt for a while, and he we didn't know if he was going to play. He was like a game-time decision. And I'm standing, like, right where the away team runs out. All the other players came out. And I'm standing there, and the guy grabs me on my shoulder. He's like, let me get by. And it was LeBron. And I'm like, like, dude, this this, this is my goat. Like, what's going on? He's talking. I'm like, okay, this is crazy. And that same game, I'm, like, taking shots of players. And Dwight Howard comes over. He's like, hey, man, what I need to eat after the game? I'm like, uh, uh, uh. Sure, sure. Because really you naturally have that answer. Because you were naturally yeah, I have that answer. And then the other moment, uh, my all-time favorite moment, would probably would probably be the, the, the playoffs this year, getting to get on the dance can. That was my <laughs> that was my favorite moment because it, it was a lot of celebrities there. It was a lot of just NBA people. There was everything going on, and I was like, I, for that moment, I felt like I was I was on the court. I felt like I was actually one of the players or something. I had the tension of it. It was cool. I mean, I'm, I'm sure with that vibe, I'm about a lot of followers, though. But just talking about, like, what once the camera was actually on the camera, man. <laughs> like, what was going through your head, bro? Like, come on, man. Man, honestly, honestly, it was so funny because I had a headset on. So I'm listening to, it's like 12 people on the headset. My director and all the other cameramen. So we knew it was going to happen. And they were all like, all right, Jalen, here it comes. Here it comes. We're going to put you on camera. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. 
sorry about that. Um, oh, that was impeccable. It, it came. That that was it right there. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> Twice if you're nice. Okay, I see you. <laughs> no, yeah, it was a, it was a cool mind. They all were like, "Yeah, you're gonna be nervous. You're gonna be nervous." And I was like, "Yeah, see, you guys only work with me. You don't know who I am. Like, I've been waiting on this for a long time." So I was like, "Yeah, it's about to go down." <laughs> so pretty much said, "Opportunity comes once in a lifetime. Lose yourself in the moment. He lost himself in the moment. Here we are now." <laughs> Jay, who's your, who's your favorite Grizz player? I guess current and then like of all time. Okay, my current favorite current, honestly, is Dylan Brooks. Man, I'm a Dylan Brooks fan. So you on this guy's island? Yes. Sure. Sure. Every yes. Time. Welcome. You have Every a complimentary time. room waiting on you. Welcome. Welcome. He is. He is welcome. I'm gonna say Trevor. Don't say welcome. Trevor, don't say welcome because you, Daniel, was ready to rent the place out two weeks ago. About a week hey, ago. I, 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 somebody to come. I still own it right now, though, so it is what it is. <laughs> it, it was, yeah, it was. I'm Dylan Brooks all the way, man. But like my favorite all time, Grizzly. Oh man, I probably have to go Mike Miller. Mike Miller was. It was like I, I knew I wasn't athletic when I was younger, so I saw a guy that could just shoot. I was like. I can learn how to do something like that. So Mike Miller was like that go-to guy for me. But I'm definitely a Dylan Brooks fan. <laughs> so I would assume that you like you're a Steph Curry fan as well. In <sighs> general. Yes, I am until he started taking away championships from LeBron. <laughs> and that that's when we started our beef. That's that's when it started. <laughs> oh, so question for me. Um, I'm a big proponent of I believe the FedEx form is one of the most, it's definitely like it has its home court advantage. So for you, somebody that works pretty much every home game, for somebody that's literally on the floor, and you just talked about the, the experience that came with the playoff games, like can you describe for someone that may have never been to the FedEx form, that have may have never seen this this version of the Grizzlies, like describe what that what the Grizzlies atmosphere is like must-see TV. Like, that's that's it. Like, they may not be the best team that the Grizzlies ever had, but they're the most exciting. Like, it's like I was there for the grit and grind days, even the Gasol first time making the playoffs against the Spurs, all that, and that was fun. But it's just the energy in there now is so different. They, they carry themselves so different. It's a certain swagger about the team. That's just very – it's infectious to everybody there, and it's crazy. Like, it's – it's it really – if I'm having a bad day and I go work one of those games, that day doesn't even matter anymore. Win or lose, because you know you're going to see something that you did not expect to see. So it's 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 insane. Like, anybody who hadn't been to a, a game there live, I recommend it highly to go, because it's like – it's something that you might not ever get to see again, especially here, because, we you know, I think, I think that some of these players are once – and the lifetime players for this franchise, for sure. All right, so interesting question for you here, Jalen. I'm going to pose to you. You talked about Mike Miller, mm -hmm. um, and you talked about Thong Sandals Brooks as well. Um, so my question to you is, if you were able to construct a big three, who would be your big three? And I'll give you a sub off the bench as well. So give me your big three of all-time Grizzlies, and then a sub as well to come off the bench for him. Hmm. Okay, that's a tough one. So, Victor, you said all-time Grizzlies, right? 
Yes, all time. Yep. All right. I got I gotta go. I gotta go John Moran. You need that. Uh, I'm gonna go Rudy Gay. As far as talent and skill wise, I'm gonna go Rudy Gay. All right. Uh to round it off, uh, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna I'm I'm a big fan. I'm gonna have to go Pal Gasol. I think, in my opinion, he is arguably the best Grizzly we had for I think he was. I know some people may think Mark Zebo. I think Pal did more with a lot less, honestly. Um, and then my sixth man, easy, Mike Miller, right there. I'm good. That's 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 my big three. That's it right there. Not I feel bad. like I got a good good at least generation of the Grizzlies in there somewhere. So I think that'll work. Everything. I like that. Well balanced. I like that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Super nice. nice. That's a lot of Grizzlies to go through. <laughs> so Jaden, did you get it? So during the COVID year, did y'all were y'all still like still uh filming and everything? Like yeah, yeah. Everything? I was still I was still on the floor. I had to get like a lot of special passes and had to do a lot. I had to do two COVID tests before every game. Yeah, it was like inside. I was I was there during the whole COVID year. It was it was different. It was really yeah. different. That was my next question. Like how was it? Just how was the atmosphere with well how many fans were there? Like 20%? It, it was very like Inter- interesting thing. So at first there were no fans at all, however. Mm-hmm. But I knew people had like season tickets, I guess. But the first game when we started seeing people was the Lakers game. It was a, I walked in there and I saw people and I was like, it was almost weird because we had like twelve games already and I was like nobody's been here and then fans start coming but it was it was, the best part about it was you could hear everything it was you could hear everything and that was the I think that was fun because it was almost like an open gym with your friends and guys just trash talking so you was able to hear players that you never thought would be talking trash and the players you thought were talking trash they would be the quietest so it was, it was that was the best part about. It. It was like the trash talk. It was different, but that was cool to just hear everybody really, really talking. And he was like, "Oh snap!" Like it get kind of real out here. So it was that was that was the part that was cool. What were your thoughts about this season, like overall? Man, honestly, and I get a lot of slack for this. From something I think the see the season went as successful as I really wanted it to go. My because my my goal for the team was to win a playoff series, and I know it may seem like. Some people may think, oh, no, they were the two seed. This, I'm like, yeah, the two seed's great, but I said I wanted them to win a playoff series. I said you got to take baby steps to build a dynasty. You can't just – you don't just wake up one day and go from one playoff win to conference finals or the finals. Now, did, we had chances to get certain places, but I think they learned more than anything. So I was, I'm was, i I'm completely satisfied with it. I'm, I love that. I, and I think it just – you know, it's a building to, you know, that next step. Yeah, and I think if I can echo that, I think if you if you start the season and somebody told you that the Grizzlies ended the season with the most wins that they've ever had as a team or came really close to it, and they were exited by the Golden State Warriors, I didn't tell you what round it was, but if I told you, you know, point A, point B, most people will take that. And if you didn't take that, then something's probably mentally wrong with you. And so I think what exactly what Jalen just said, I think we all have to take a step back and realize that to go from essentially a non-playoff contender to a contender to what you want to become in a champion, like that takes time. That takes time. We talked about that with the Memphis Tigers. And so you have to apply that with the Grizzlies as well, too. It's going to take time. And I think it's a matter of now that they've gotten a taste of what the playoffs were last year, 
they've gotten a taste of what it takes to beat a championship caliber team they now have both of those in their back pocket now you say okay now you know let me let me raise the expectations up just a little bit more so i i, I think he's spot on with that one yep same here i think most of us i mean not all of us really i mean none of us were that disappointed in this year i mean we came to the season playoff really be honest with you a playoff series win was a, a huge success i mean coming into the season we was like based on off season moves you was like ah, i don't know because well, when, when you suggested when you said you know winning the, the division even still some of us was like and then until the, the final start let's just be real the Grizzlies are the only team to push the warriors past five so uh, until the uh final start but that's another thing to hang your hat on. Exactly. And you see a team like Boston um, finally get to the finals after, what, five five years it took for Jason Tatum's rookie year. They got they made the Eastern Conference Finals twice before. And then took a game set Eastern Conference, Eastern Conference Finals to finally make it. So, like you said, Jalen, like it's baby steals, man. Like, it's nothing you just do overnight. But uh, just keep the topics rolling, man. Last week, part of the baby steps, but a huge step was Triple J. Um uh, I guess a lot of people would say he's an enemy of our podcast from last year. <laughs> you hear some say that, but hey, Triple J got the first team all defense. Uh, Sheedy, I'm gonna let you go first since you don't even call him by his actual name. How you feel about the first team all defense, with Triple J? Well, for uh, Jerome um, and Triple L, what I will say is, I, I he didn't get defense player of the year, right? Um, but he did at least get on first team all defense, right? Um, and so I think the slap in the face, I'll be honest with you, I, I think the slap in the face was how close the vote was between him and Bam. I'll be honest. Um, just about the amount of games that Bam has played and the amount of, was it, steals and blocks, whatever that new stat is, um, that stopped. There we go. Thank you. Um, that he had, it was well, well surpassed Bam. Um, and so what I liked from him was his defensive presence um, increased throughout the year, I think because he realized he wasn't finding himself offensively. Um, as a coach, if you get, you got to give me one of those ends. You, if you're not going to give me everything on offense, you got to give me everything on defense um, and vice versa. Um, but I need to see more, I will say, um, at was it 26 mil next season or something like that? Um, but I like his progression, at least defensively this year. Um, and so kudos and well-deserved uh, for him. Um, and I look forward to him growing offensively and not being scared of anyone in the paint. Um, I think him Olajuwon is still available. I'm about to go to Houston in two weeks. Um, and so, Jerome, I'll let you know if Akeem is available for the dream camp because you need it in the post um, and he's got to learn not to man just because someone called you the Steph Curry of centers or whatever two names you as don't mean they say he's the, he's the Steph Curry of center. <laughs> yeah the Steph Curry of center is like ah, I, I don't think we saw that at all well, I, I, that, that ain't come from me I'm just yeah I know you're a Warriors fan too so I wasn't sure um, but what I will say is I like this progression defensively and would like to see it more of a progress offensively as well. Because if anything that we noticed throughout the playoffs, you need a second consecutive, not consecutive, but 
consistent player to look and run the offense through, um, i.e. the Heat. Like, there's no other player. Um, you know a lot about that, huh? I do. I do. I, I also know about not being a bandwagon fan. But as I was continuing to speak about the Heat and how they need a second fiddle, um, the Grizzlies are going to need one as well. Um, and if we're going to pay twenty north of $20 million, you're expecting him to be that. Um, i.e., like a Rudy Gobert is supposed to be a second fiddle for Donovan Mitchell. I don't see it. Like um, a like a bam, like a bam, like a bam, right? Um, for one sixty three million, so we just want to see him more consistent, uh, offensively and defensively. But I love how he progressed defensively. I, I will not, I will never not shy away from talking about him how well he did defensively because at the end of the day, it's about scoring more points. And if you can stop the other team from scoring, then hell, uh, with steals and blocks, then we're good. Uh, and I'll pass on. I'm sorry about that, fellas, but two got on my nerves. <laughs> All right, man. What I'm, uh, here, Jane, That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Jane, you go next, then we go our regular order. <laughs> no, I agree, I agree, man. Defensively, I, I love what he did this year. But, man, I looked up something re- recently about Jared Jackson, about his offensive side. I know you say he needs to improve. It, I think, honestly, and I, it might be too late in the career, but th- the form might have to change. And the reason I say that is because he never takes mid-range jump shots. I think that opens up his game even more because once he faces up, everyone knows it's dribble, spin, move, force layup. Hold on, let me hold on. Let me pause. You said it may need to change. May <laughs> is just a month of the year. Okay, let's continue. <laughs> True, but no, he. I, I I looked I looked up his shooting chart for the year. Like it was like a random. Day. I was like, man, what does he need to do differently? And I looked up, and I think he took less than like fifty mid range shots. It was either a three or a layup, and I just feel like. Opening the mirror, that's I think that's crazy to me. And, and the reason I say it is because Giannis took like around 200, 300 mid-range jumps. And if he could take them, why can't you? It was at one point no one wanted Giannis to shoot. So I'm like, you can shoot three-pointers, so why aren't you taking mid-ranges? It just opens it up more. Yeah, and I would say, again, I'm going to be glass half full when I say this, but I think, again, if you start the season by saying – that uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to be named to the first team all defense again. The question, the response is like, uh, over who you see what I'm saying? And so, it's again, to get that over Bam, I think that speaks volume to how well he started to play defense because I'm one of those that I feel like Bam should be mentioned, um, as defensive player of the year every single year. Because he can play some damn defense. When when AD's healthy, AD is up there too. But Bam, I've seen Bam be able to guard one through five consistently. And so for him to get that nod over Bam, I don't care if it's about one vote or a thousand votes. That speaks volume to how much he worked on his game. It may not be offensively how people want it to be, but it was defensively, and it was at the end of the day, it was really what the Grizzlies needed. Yeah, they called it, they probably could have use you know a bump in the you know the, the scoring department from him and yes we still would like for him to grab more rebounds but i promise you there were plenty of times where i'm at the game i'm like oh no that's that's getting swatted off the glass or no he's blocking that and like even to the point where they called him what was the nickname they gave him um black panther, black panther. Black, black panther. like come on now like again that's nothing nobody was talking about this last this time last year so nothing else you know hand claps to him kudos to him for you know, finding ways to improve his game. And so, again, we definitely want to see him take the next step, see if, again, if he not can only do it one year, but can he do it for two years? Can he do it for three years while I'll start working on his offensive game? 
Absolutely. Uh, you guys pretty much hit the nail on the head. Big kudos uh, to uh, Triple J uh, for the first team all defense. Not um, you saw this season the, the step, the jump he took on the defensive end, and how important how important he's become to the Grizzlies as a whole. It's again not what we wanted on the offensive side of the ball, but when he's in the game, the Grizzlies pretty much have a puncher's chance to compete against pretty much anybody. Um, again, you guys pretty much hit the nail on the head. I'm not going to repeat too much of it, but uh, kudos to Jaren. Um, to J- to Jalen's point, I'm surprised that he hasn't taken any uh, mid-range shots like this. So, Because typically if he's facing up, he's spin or drop step hook shot with the left hand pretty much. Sometimes it goes in, sometimes it doesn't. Um, hey, if he can get a nice little floater game in, in that mid-range area, I'll be okay with it as well. But um, all in all, man, congrats to Jaren. Uh, much deserved. I felt he should have been defensive player of the year. That's a whole different story. Uh, but shout out to him for the uh, first team all defense nod. I think you got to give like a real kudos to Jalen for picking up on that. You know, it take a real good man with the eye to figure out that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but no, the fact that, that Jaren don't take a lot of mid-range shots, Jalen, you hit it right on the head, it'll definitely uh, open up his game more. Um, but so, salute to Jaren for just taking that next step. Um, I think if anybody was to continue to ask, is Jaren a cornerstone for this organization? The answer is an obvious yes, I think, at this point. Um, regardless of what kind of nicknames that you give him, um, I think he'll still be able to produce and perform. You know, one the one player – I got progressing over the next season, over the offseason, as we saw from Desmond Bain. Of course, it'll be Zyra Williams, Zyra Williams for me, but number two would be Jaron Jackson. And we, I do hope that he can get some kind of, you know, post game because, Jalen, you were right. Like, as soon as he get the ball, it's like, okay, I'm not going to shoot. So let me dribble a couple times, do the little spin move, and then try to go up or try to do a hero to the lane. Like, that, that's a good observation that he does it almost every time if you don't get the open shot. So I think you got to be the, – the more – unpredictable you could be on offense the better the grizz will be because that'll make him a better player um so shoot uh kudos to, to jaron jackson for winning defense play of the year well uh, not defense player the year, first team on defense hopefully he went in next year uh you know how the nba likes to reward people the next season after so <laughs> hopefully that'll be his next season so uh, uh just i just asked for a continuous work another offseason healthy you know come back come back even better yep if anything i mean like he definitely improved and showed something this year. If anything, going forward into the future, the referees will respect him more now. Then once you get that like first team, if he had just made second team all defense, all them foul them foul calls he be though some of the bad foul calls that he get. So partly his fouls, some of them be bad fouls, some of them be a bad whistle. Some of those bad whistles were less were less than now, and that's why we was hoping with Dylan Brooks last year. If we was just hoping he just made second team all defense, so the whistle could have been better on him. That didn't happen. Then he got had an injury uh real the year, so he didn't get a chance to get on the all defensive team this year. But shout out to Triple J. Um, I think for him this offseason. I actually in that same uh me and Tuke, we were part of that uh that uh Grizzly Bear Blues round table. And my answer to that question was Jaron to improve just slightly up as our year, uh mainly for the offensive reasons. Like you said, we know his move. Uh Jalen, you're right. 
his shot is not made for a mid range. <laughs> you can't shoot that way in the mid range jumper. So he, it makes complete sense. He, uh, like I said, it might be too late. Uh, it's never too late to change anything. But when you got that type of, I don't know, you know, it might, it might, it's gonna take a long time for him to change. Maybe he could change the shot in the mid range outside of three. He still shoot that way from three, but mid range kind of. Well, I think it's the fact that he should just shoot him. <laughs> I mean, we'll never know until he try. Like the fact that you just don't shoot him, I mean, we really don't know like how he shot. But then, but you also have to ask ask yourself this: like, where is is he setting the screen? Is he just gonna pop to the mid range and shoot like a catch and shoot mid range? I can see a floating more so. Like that's why I, that's what I, and yeah. that's what I mentioned. Like more so, if you're gonna have him do a mid range, just have him take shoot more floaters. Because just him taking like a basic mid range jumper, I just can't see that. Like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna run a pick and pop with Jaren. Just go to the three point line, so yeah. it's just that simple. It just helps. It opens up the floor more. True, and I think my biggest thing for him is getting stronger. I mean, he about to hit the weight room. That's the main thing. A lot of a lot of the plays he didn't finish. If he just got, if he gets stronger, he's going to finish them. He's going to be able to absorb the contact and finish at the rim a lot, like a Bam does once every well over ten games. Uh, <laughs> how we saw Jimmy Butler do, <laughs> you know, sorry players like that. <laughs> just get in the weight room, get a little stronger, uh, work on your game. I mean, we got Zebo here, right here, in house. Like, come on, like just just reach out. Come on, give me Zebo. He Michigan State along. There we go. Like, give it to people. Right? But you know, uh, Sky's definitely looking up for Jaron Jackson. So moving on to second team All NBA, Mister Ja Demetrius Ja Morant. How y'all feel about Ja making second team? You think he got enough from first team, or how you just how y'all feel about him making second team? Same order. Uh, Jalen, actually, Jalen, you go first, then we go with our normal order. Uh, what honestly, I th- I think it was just right. I, I I wouldn't want him to get first team now because I want him to have more to keep going for. Because I think he feels that he should have been first team, and maybe if he did make it, I wouldn't have been mad. But I like him being right at second to give him some more to work for. Because he seems like the type to be like, okay, I'll do more. Okay, I got a little more in the t- You know, he's gonna always do more. So I, second team, I'm happy he got it. Well deserved. I thought I thought they were gonna try to push him down the third with the games he played. That would have been that wouldn't have been right. But second was right, and I, I think I think I think he's gonna take it to another notch. I know he, he's gonna want to make another All NBA team so he can get that that uh, bonus on the next on his next deal. So he's gonna try to do that. He's gonna push for that really hard. So I, I'm happy about second team. Yeah, I think he was right where he needed to be um, in terms of I think. If he didn't miss as many games as he did, and I think he had a viable case for him to be on the first uh, on on the first team. So I think where he landed at, considering the games he played, considering again you gotta you know call a spade a spade, considering how well the team played without him, um, I think that's another factor that that played into it. So to what Jalen said, I think where he was where he fell, I think was rightfully deserved. Uh, but I wanted him to be second team because. I think the only thing left that I want him to work on is that mid-range jumper. If he can consistently, and it ain't even got to be to the point where, like, he has to knock it down. He doesn't have to be Rip Hamilton from, from mid-range. He doesn't have to be, you know, the, the Jimmy Butler. So he doesn't have to be um, He doesn't have to be the DeMar DeRozan from the mid-range. I just need you to get to a point where people can respect it. And it's the same thing with Giannis has done. That was my biggest thing with Giannis is you don't have to shoot, you know, 250, 300 mid-range jumpers. You just have to get to a point where people can respect it. 
And when people can start to be like, oh, I need to jump at this or I need to contest this, then sometimes you can make your move at the rim. Or sometimes you can go ahead and pull it just so that way. And the thing that concerns me is he had two in, he had two knee, two knee injuries this season. That scares me. So I think cut back on that. I think he had one where he consistently is taking and making the mid-range jumper. And so because he didn't get first team, I think he's going to be um, – aware of that knowing that he has to work on that part of his game and then from him going forward we can see if he can make the first game. yeah i've seen all the debates man about him possibly being first team and a lot of people shunning devin booker for uh making the first team but when you win 60 games uh with phoenix it's kind of hard not to put someone from phoenix on uh all you made first team so job and being on second team was just right um i have no issues with this um, to Skylar's point, I would love to see Ja work on the mid-range jumper going forward, utilize his floater games a little bit more, and just work on just getting to certain spots on the floor. Like we know he can get to the rim, we know he can finish with the best of them, but like just work on getting to certain spots on the floor to where you know you can finish, whether it's inside the paint and the mid-range free throw line every whatever it is. Um, just work on utilizing the mid-range just a tad bit more as an improvement, but. I like the second team for him. He has more to strive for. And I think next season he's probably going to be coming for MVP. So, but kudos to John for a second team all NBA. Yeah, let the facts lay where they must. Uh, second best team in the league deserves someone on first or second team all NBA, period, point blank. Um, and then, of course, the coach is not for coach of the year, uh, neither here nor there. But what I will say is, the thing that I love about John Moran is Ja is going to bring someone here. I'm not I'm not trying to speak into that existence of what's been on Twitter, what have you, but if he continues his play and if he was first team this year, to Jalen's point, then he's at a ceiling, right? And he's like, oh, I'm there, I'm, I've made it, but he's not there. And we all know he's not there. Um, and he has plenty of holes that he needs to work on offensively and defensively um, to really propel him to – Realistically, a first time or, you know, when it's time for his first time to be all NBA first team. But we'll take second team. Um, and then next year, I just want him to get invited to the MVP. Whether he's the MVP or not, I could care less. But as long as he is invited to sit at that conversation is what we need to transpire to next. I think really, and, you know, the best ability is availability. And I think, you know, once John Moran does help, you know, get that mid-range, it would stop him from going to the lane so much, you know, that it cause him to miss games. So y'all hit the hammer right on the head. But as far as John Moran, you know, winning all second NBA, cool with me. You know what I'm saying? Well-deserved. Um, if you look at the numbers, he got the most votes. So, you know, even though he did miss 2025 games, uh, shout out to the coaches and the analysts to recognize that when he was on the court, he did make a difference. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, bring your numbers up to most improve, you know, worthy. I mean, all you can do is literally take your hats out for him for this season. So just going to the offseason, you know, get stronger uh, mentally, physically, come back with a, you know, better jump shot like he did, you know, to the three. Like last year, John Morant shooting a three, and this year, John Morant shooting a three. He's a whole different person. So if he can do that, like like y'all said, do the mid-range, through the flow game, it'll make him even that more, much more dangerous, you know, be able to add another three points to his average. That's 30 points a game. <laughs> so uh, just kudos to John Moran. Uh, we got a, We got a whole squad that's healthy and that's hungry, and I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, what they do in the offseason as well, so front office do in the offseason. 
Yep. Piggyback off of y'all. Uh, maybe range jumper. Uh, well, for, for one, yeah, I agree with the second team all NBA. Uh, maybe he had to argue me over Devin Booker, but I mean, Phoenix had the uh, best record by like over eight games. Like somebody had to make first team from their team. And also, games played. He only played 57 games. Like, when it boiled down to it, like I said, availability is the best ability. So he needs to play more. And that goes to the mid range jumper, like what Skyler was saying. Like, you improve that mid range jumper, which. During the regular season, he actually was. He just needed to continue the confidence with it. Uh, once he got to the playoffs in the Minnesota series, that mid-ranger opened the whole series, but he refused to take it. Kept trying to drive to the hole or kept making mistakes wherever with the uh, long defender. So he just needed to get more confidence like he did in three-point shot, like he was in the Golden State series. He just needed to get there with the mid-range. So had no doubt about y'all. Even if he was first team, uh, he got a dad. T. Morant was going to still find something. Exactly. <laughs> he got somebody. He got number one hate over there on the sideline. That's gonna make him into the greatest, uh, one of the greatest players ever. So, hey, kudos John Morant, kudos Triple J, man. Great, uh, one, two, three points. Shout out to Desmond Band, Desmond Band, who got the vote for third team y'all NBA. Now Desmond Band, Desmond Band. Do we know who did that? Are we just gonna assume Perk because he always threw up people's name? Nah, or it was uh Frank Isola. Yeah, it's Frank Isola. Oh, yeah. yes. Okay. Okay. Shout out to Frank. Yep. Good to guy. Good to spell the name right, but you know, we'll take it. We'll take it. We'll take it. And he's voted as a forward. I mean, between him and Dylan, they can make swap. So I guess. Uh, <laughs> well, a little too short for that. Oh, he was just trying to say Dylan Brooks was third team. <laughs> Nah, he no, was saying, I was like, saying from position team. wise. I yeah. wasn't saying. I, I, I know they got the same initials, you know. I, I, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, but no, it, it was based on positions. Don't even try it. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get out of here, let's have a little fun. What's a bold prediction you have for the offseason? I know it might take a second to think about. Yeah, give me a second. If somebody got one, go ahead. Let me think about mine. <laughs> I don't know why. I feel like Dylan Brooks out of here. I just feel like he's gone. I, I don't know why. I think it's just because maybe I just want him gone so bad. But I I don't see him staying. And we, we've had this talk numerous of times at this point. I don't have to get much into it. But I guess a bold prediction, Dylan Brooks out of here. And I hate to say that when, when a Dylan Brooks fan right next to me. But, you know, if we talking basketball, truth hurt. My pro, my bold prediction is the Grizzlies find their backup point guard in the draft. I don't think Tyus is coming back. Do you finna get you finna get the bag somewhere else? Yeah, I think so too. And it, that's the thing. And he, he he's gonna start somewhere. That's gonna be the thing. Yeah. Like he can start for so many other teams as well. Yeah, and I I, I had a chance to watch the um the combine. Uh, this is a guy from I think it was a guy from Gonzaga who actually had a nice little showing. Um, and actually, compare he said he compares his game to Tyus Jones, and I think Taylor Jenkins took note of that and was at that uh specific game. So stay woke on that. Tyus isn't back. If old boys from Gonzaga is available at where the Grizzlies are drafting, be on the lookout. Not, not the chat guy, you're not talking about him, are you? No, I'm just playing. Talking about the future best player in the NBA is what he claimed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jalen. Oh, man. My bold prediction. Yikes. You took mine with the ties being out. That, that was mine right there. 
because I, I, I think he's I think he's gone for sure. Like I, I just he's already said he said he wants to be a starter. That's his goal. Uh, let me see. Old prediction. Uh, y'all gonna hate me for this one, but I can just see it happening. I, I, it's, it's a little bit of what Took said. Mine is I think also Dylan Brooks will be gone. However, I think he's going to be packaged with someone. And the person who I think it is is someone that we would not want to go, but I think he can go. I think Stephen Adams might be gone also. I can see a flip with that. Hold hardly. I think that's my prediction. And if you think about it, those two, we got a lot of players that can help other teams win championships. So, and you know, it can be a back scratch, uh, you know, I scratch your back kind of deal, especially for a team in the Eastern Conference who got to deal with a Giannis, who got to deal with a Joe Allen B, who can use a Steven Adams, you know, the defensive stopper like Dylan. So I, I can see that as well. Um, I'll grab some low hanging fruit and say that my bold prediction is Desmond Bain will lead the league in three point shot percentage in the league next year. That's my bold prediction. I, I think mean, the offseason, man. Offseason. I was like, offseason, bro. Oh, sorry. For the off- I missed that. Yeah, I missed that. Hey, that's, that's how I'm going We know. We know. <laughs> Hold on. I, I got that noted, though. I got that noted. So when, we talk, when we talk about and talk about next right. season, we got to know it, though. Your bold prediction. We got you. We got you. Oh, we know man. they listen to us anyway, so hey. We got God, I put so much thought into the now. I'm just sitting like, yeah, I ain't got nothing else for you. So let's just say Skyler yeah. didn't play by the rules, but that's that's He's going to put the work in the offseason to lead the league in three-point field goal percentage next season. How about that? There we go. We rolling with I, like, I like how you swung there. <laughs> that's a good way to swing it. There you go. Um, practical controller, ladies and gentlemen. Practical controller. <laughs> Actually, uh, Jackman took mine. Really, it's, I think it's going to be a package. I think, like, Steven Adams and Dylan are free agents next offseason. They're probably going to try to get something for him. And I think, I don't know who they're going to trade it for, but I, I can almost tell you they're going to decide. They're going to come up with a decision. They're going to find their center of the future, whether they decide it's going to be Triple J or whether they actually get another center that's more athletic that can guard the players on switches. They're going to find their, their center of the future this offseason. Well, we want Mitchell Robinson on this Grizz team. I don't know why that just came to my head, but I'm just asking. I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind. That's another rim protector. Yeah. Man, yeah. No. <laughs> um, I, I will also just say I think it's just a package deal. Like, I, bold prediction is that there's a package deal that's done and that it brings a veteran in that can score, a wing that can score. So that's my bold prediction. I wonder who that wing player will be because most of the ones that's gonna be available finna get paid in all season. Either we, they, we, either they finna get paid as free agents or we can't afford them. Cause right now I'm looking at Zach Levine, who's finna get a bag somewhere. Donovan Mitchell, I'm pretty sure he's gonna be out of Utah. We can't afford his contract. Bradley Bill is already talking about staying in Washington. So <laughs> Yeah, Brad Bill. I love he's, he's trying to get that 50, 55, 60. That's what he wants for a season. That's what he wants. Yeah. Right. But um, before we get out of here, Jalen, you are a Denver Nuggets fan. And no, no fact, I mean, all of us got other teams too. Yeah, like, yeah, that's, that's my boy. That's my boy. Yeah. Me and she did Miami, uh, Sky the Lakers. So we all got other teams. So how you feel about Jokic winning MVP? How, how you feel about everybody who's against it? They can't be should have won. What, what's your thought on that? I, I, first, I'll say this. 
a healthy Nuggets team might have been in the finals this year. I'm just put that out there. I think this would have been a year. A healthy Nuggets team might have been in the finals. Uh, but no, nah, I'm good. I, 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 I honestly, it was it was Jokic and B for me. I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad if Embiid would have got it. I do think uh, the MVP is about a story. Just, if you got a story behind you, it helps. So with him not having his two other, you know, guys, I think that story just helped him get it over the over the hump to get it over uh, Embiid, man. So uh, I'm happy with what he. I'm happy with him getting it. I can brag on that now. Back to back MVPs. So give me a give me something else to argue about when it comes to the best center in the league. But uh, nah, and both of them had tremendous seasons, man. Uh, the Nuggets, they'll be back. They're gonna look good next year. But uh, Jokic, he's a special kind of player, man. He's uh, special. He's, he needs to lose some more weight, but that's about it. <laughs> Tell your boy Will to come back to the city. Ah, uh, nah, nah. He good, man. We we need to keep him. We need him. We need him out there in Denver. We don't need him here. <laughs> and you don't. You the only Nuggets fan I heard say that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was Twitter is trying to get that man up out of here, like with the equipment. I, I had to stop talking on Nuggets Twitter because they was like, "Yeah, you don't know what you're talking." I was like, "Yeah, y'all beat me up. I'm gonna stay away from y'all." Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, but man, appreciate you coming on. Uh, tell everybody where they can follow you at. Oh man, what can you follow me? At? Oh man, you can, I, I, I don't even know my handle. I think my Instagram name is the fan Jalen. And I think my Luke Scott underscore Wallace. I Luke Scott understanding. I can't remember. Luke Scott underscore. I've had that since like ninth grade, so that's gonna stay there forever. But yeah, Luke Scott underscore Wallace. That's me. Follow me. You probably gonna see nothing but anger from Nuggets and Panther lifestyle. So you be that's about it. You know, we gotta talk off camera now. That's how. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. What we do. <laughs> but like I said, appreciate you coming on again. Like I said, good friend of all of ours. Said <clears throat> definitely fun having you on. Uh, mm-hmm. Great being here. All right, for sure. Man, remember to follow us at the Starting Five Number Five MEM. Listen to the other podcasts on network. Uh, our podcast, of course, GBB Live and Three and D Podcast. Uh, as we are delivering, man, it's off season now, so probably a little slow this off season. But hey, we still gonna be producing content. Remember to uh, read any Greasy Red Blues article at greasybreadblues.com, including myself. Uh, <laughs> myself, because I'm out here writing in the writing world now. But follow me at the one underscore P Shark at underscore Skylado on Twitter. Man, according to these bold predictions, Dylan Brooks Island may become a timeshare, but uh, <laughs> of is a preposition. I'm at the yard of Trevor. What's good? <laughs> yeah, man, definitely. And you might need to get a museum for his thong sandals. It's really shitty, man. Hey, it's your man, Ed Tev Shakir, a.k.a. Tevin Durant, a.k.a. If I see you talking about Kevin Durant coming to Memphis, I'm unfollow you on Twitter ASAP. Leave my cousin out of this. Hey, speaking of ASAP, T.I. coming to chuck us in uh, September. That is not how you tie that in together. That is not how you do that. Hold on, no. Real quick. I slick with my going to the show if somebody check him. I just need somebody to oh, start checking them and start okay, firing them up. That's all. <laughs> I will pay to see that. <laughs> that's the only thing that was the only reason I would Sorry, I really appreciate the criteria but that's not how you do that that's not how you end a pod either bro like that's, 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 that's exactly how I ended it you learn it bro speaking of Listen, that's exactly how I'm ending it that's my show I feel you Cap. do you sign the alright alright John until next time go breathe go breathe